Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. We are off to a good start. Aren't we off to a good start? We're off to a great start. Welcome uh, welcome to Miracle Stories Part de. You know, God has been turning... Uh, a pain and a purpose. He's been turning uh, tests into testimonies. And yes, he's been taking messes and, and making them miracles. I love how God, most people will walk past a mess and they'll miss their miracle, but not our Messiah, not our Lord and Savior. He sees you. And most importantly, he doesn't just see what you're going through. He sees what you're called to. In Proverbs 29, 18, it says, without vision, we perish or we're unrestrained. He's got a vision for you. Where you feel like things have been a little cloudy, he wants to give you clarity today. I believe it with all my heart. And he's going to do it through his word today because it's the truth that will set you free. It's the very foundation that you will build your dreams on, your desires, your passions, the things that God has placed inside of you that are longing to come out of you, not just for your miracle, but for miracles around you. Say, today is my day. Today is my day. You know, there's been a flood of miracles that have been happening in this house. There's been a flood of miracles that have been happening uh, through the valley. And it is evidence that there is victory in the valley. God is at work. He is moving. From a young boy that was drowned in the water not far from here, that now he is woken up. He is smiling. He is breathing. Because of the powerful name of Jesus, because of the power of prayer, and because he taught us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. And in heaven, there's no sickness, there's no disease, there's no death. You are made whole, you are fully restored, and you are healed. It is his will. But what tries to to get in the way of his will? What tries to get in the way of our faith but fear? And we know that our God is not a God of fear. Our God is a God of love, and perfect love drives out all fear. And we know that it is faith that moves us forward, and it is fear that at times causes us to second guess. And there's a fear of what? There's a fear sometimes of if we pray, what if we don't receive our miracle, but What if we do? What if we do? And instead of moving forward, we stay stuck. We stay stuck in what's familiar and what we think we understand. But in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, it has taught us not to trust in our own understanding and always acknowledge him. Trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding and always acknowledge. Say always. Always Always acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Miracles are in in motion, and they are a lot more common than you think. Last week, I asked you, just show of hands. Let's just do it again for fun. Show of hands if you've received a miracle or witnessed a miracle. Show of hands. Look at that. Look around the room. About 80 to 90% have their hands up right now. See, God is in the miracle business. He's going to keep doing it. It's not like, oh, no, you just get one miracle, and then, oh, shoot, I used my miracle. He's not like a genie in a lamp. Come on. (laughs) He's on the move. There's a common fear. 
There's, there's a common fear even in the, in the medical field, and I don't know if anyone has this fear, but there's the, the fear of, of, of the loss of blood. Some of us don't like to give it. Some of us don't even like to see it. We like it stay in the body. That's where it was designed to be, right? And sometimes just even the seeing blood can cause people to become woozy and, and even faint. Anyone seen anyone faint at the sight of blood? Yeah. I have. <laughs> but blood loss isn't always on the out seen on the outside. There's a thing called hemorrhaging. And hemorrhaging can also happen. It is the loss of blood from damaged blood vessels. And it can be minor. It can be minor such as a bruise. It can be major um, damage as such as an internal organ. You see, external bleeding is visible, and it might be easier to notice. But we're not always aware of the signs of internal bleeding. It's not always about what's happening on the surface, but what's happening deep within our lives. It's the things that we cannot see. You know, I've, I've experienced personally many uh, uh, miracles in my life and those around me. I myself am a miracle. And I don't just say that to be proud, and you're all miracles, by the way. But when I was born, I came out blue and I wasn't breathing. My umbilical cord was around my neck when I came out, and my dad, being the photographer he was, he snapped the picture. <laughs> There's my son, he's not breathing. <laughs> but the doctor slapped me, and here I am. <laughs> I'm still getting slapped. No, not by my wife, anyway. You know, my very life, if you ask my, my poor mother, my poor mother, I, I was one of those kids, if you know my son Max, I'm most like Max, I, I wouldn't sit still. I'm always, I was jumping off of things and anything radical, anything extreme, I would, I would do it. I would take my BMX bike and line up all the neighbor kids and then jump over them. <laughs> that was a thing in the 80s. Oh yeah, it was cool. And then when I figured out you could put a motor on a bike, I got a dirt bike and I rode motocross and I got a little banged up doing that. You know, and I, I had an opportunity to, to go to California and surf. I did that. I wakeboard, I snowboard, I climbed mountains, and yes, I even jumped out of a perfectly good airplane with a parachute. <laughs> Been a lot of crazy things in my life, and I, I had a few scars to prove it. The beautiful thing about a scar, though, is it's evidence that maybe it was a wound once before, but it's an area where the Lord has healed me. I think there's people even here today that you are a walking, talking miracle and, and you've been ashamed and you've hidden your scars, but even Jesus himself still wears his that reveal that he died for you on the cross. And I believe someone's going to be set free. That might be your miracle today that happens in your mind to realize that you are a new creation today and that what you've hidden will actually bring hope to somebody else. If God can do it for you, then God can do it for them. That you have been healed by his stripes. You know, and if it wasn't for the, the, the prayers of my parents and my, and my grandparents, I probably, most likely, I would not be here today. 
You know, even though I was saved at a young age, I still did stupid stuff. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you're not going to act or do stupid things. For we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But thank God his mercies are made new every morning. You know, as I've gotten older, I think I've gotten a little wiser. I'd like to say I've slowed down, but probably not true. I have surrounded myself with other people that are a little slower, and I don't just mean in... You're, you're welcome, Vince. But, but I make a point to surround myself with other people that you know encourage me to slow down a little bit, be a little wiser, pause in his presence, move slow through the crowd. But going slower doesn't always guarantee safety in life, does it? You know, last year, about, about this time, this around, right around this time, my, myself and you may know these other two riders, um, Coach Vince and Coach Rodney, we, we decided on a Thursday night, Thursday night after, after our worship practice, it was a beautiful summer evening, and this would be a great night to go for a ride. And you know, when the weather's so nice, who needs leathers you know you can go in t-shirt and enjoy it no don't do that but we decided to head on out and we were actually riding on purpose for a purpose those of you that don't know you we ride for a group called bikers against human trafficking and uh, actually before i go any further into the story i just want to read something uh, to you and i might have to uh, stick to my notes because i tried it this morning with the men and i had a hard time getting through it Actually, I'm going to have my wife come up and read it because I'll just cry. I, was, I want you to know something here. Okay. Every two minutes, a child is sold into trafficking. 4.8 million people are victims of sexual slavery today. 2 million every year are children that are victims of commercial sexual exploitation. The average age of entry into the commercial sex market is 12. The average victim is held captive for 23.4 months before escaping, dying, or being set free. In the US, one in six reported endangered runaways are believed to be victims of child sex trafficking. Pimps in America earn up to $200,000 per year per girl. An estimated 30,000 victims of sex trafficking die each year from abuse, disease, torture, and neglect. 1% of victims are never res- are ever rescued. There are less than 100 beds for child victims in the United States, and not enough people know that this problem exists. So BAT is here for a reason, to be a part of a cause greater than ourselves and to actually make a difference by defending, reaching, serving, and honoring. There you, go. you did a better job than I would have done. Thanks, Eddie. So again, a little bit about my about me before we went on this this ride. I've I've everyone in my family rides. My my grandpa's eighty six, and if you're watching, Grandpa, I just really look up to you. <laughs> eighty six. He just bought a new motorcycle. <laughs> my dad rides. My uncles ride. And and uh, it's just something that we've continued to do. I've grown up on the back of a motorcycle. But... And so am I afraid to ride? Am I afraid of the, the accidents that might happen? No, I'm not. 
I know I don't have reason to fear. I know anything. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. But this night, this specific night, it was actually a night where, where Oliver was supposed to be riding with me. And we were just, you know, when you get so caught up in, in doing your things, sometimes you forget. And, but God had a plan. And that night, uh, we got on the bikes and we were in such a hurry to head eastbound towards Rosedale. And we were riding and, and it seemed like the conditions were perfect. We're taking it slow, taking it easy, because Rodney's leading the way. <laughs> and me, I'm at, I'm at the back. I, I ride anchor. Even as the president, we kind of do it a little bit backwards. I believe that the word says if we're supposed to be a great leader, we're supposed to serve others. So I make a point to be at the back, and I make sure no one gets left behind. And uh, But it, it all happened so quick. It was like in an instant. It was around 9.30 that night. All of a sudden, there was these white lights directly towards us. And then there was this horrible sound, this big bang, and then the sound of steel sliding across the highway. And and you know, it happens so quick, yet everything slows down. And I watched as, as, as Coach Rodney just disappeared. And then I saw Vince fly over his handlebars. And then it was like, it, it, all of a sudden, Rodney's bike is flying towards me, and I managed to lay down my bike and slide across the highway with the bike. And when everything came to a stop, I called out to my brothers, are you okay? And I heard Vince, and Vince said, I'm okay, but I knew he meant, like, I'm alive. Then <laughs> I called out, Rodney, are you okay, Rodney? And no sound. And I saw Rodney's bike and pieces of it all over the highway and no sign of Rodney. And I ran towards his bike. And I ran past his bike about 50 feet and there he was lying in the ditch, head to toe and just covered in blood, banged up, but alive. And I ran down to assess him. I used to be a first aid instructor and I, I quickly assessed him and he was coherent. He was talking to me. He could, he could feel his legs which was huge. And it was like instantly another biker pulls up and he happens to be a paramedic. Happens to be. Hmm. And he runs down and, and, and he's assessing uh, Rodney as he lays in the ditch and, and what concerned him more than and was the same thing that concerned me was what we couldn't see. And he started to check him over for where he might find internal bleeding. They rushed Rodney to the hospital. They put him in an ambulance. They sent him to Abbotsford. They put Vince and I in another ambulance. And Rodney got like some of the best physicians there. And I'm going to leave you hanging for a bit. Because God was at work in all those moments. And even that night as we, we were in emergency all night long, Vince and I in Chilliwack Hospital and Rodney and the Abbotsford Hospital, we prayed and we knew that others were praying, thank you. People from this church were praying. And God was doing a miracle even when we didn't see it. I remember when I was in the, in the ambulance, the paramedic looks at me and I'm covered in blood. <laughs> and you know when the adrenaline's going, you know, Sometimes you don't feel pain. You're just in the moment. And, I, and he's looking me over, and I'm looking myself over, and I realize it's not my blood. 
It was Rodney's blood. I was good. Until 48 hours later, a few days later, and you start to, pain starts to kick in. And as I was thinking about this story, I think of the story that we just read in the Bible about the woman with the issue of blood and how that affected her life for 12 years. 12 years, what that must have been like. And I wonder, where is it right now that you're bleeding? Maybe not on the surface, but on the inside. Where do you feel the threat to your life and the life of those around you? In verses 25 and 26, it said, And this woman who was there who had been subject to bleeding for the 12 years, she suffered a great deal. And she said, it said, under the care of many doctors had spent all that she had. Yet instead of getting better, she got worse. Here's my first point I want to talk about. For better or for worse. <laughs> mm -hmm. I do a lot, of su a lot of weddings in the summer. Go figure. And I wonder, where is it that you feel that you have been spent where is it that you are suffering right now? Because there's a lot of those that are out there that are spent and they are suffering and we are all in need of the same thing, a Savior. You may be emotionally, you may be physically, mentally spent. Maybe you've given all that you've had to give. Maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe you've, maybe you've even gone and you've seen professionals, you've sought a, a, a medical help, and, and, and now, now is your time. Now is your time for God's super to touch your natural so that you can receive your miracle. Because this goes beyond our own understanding. This goes beyond the natural. This goes beyond science. And we need God to step in. So how do we hold on to hope when the natural tells us that nothing is working? You have nothing left to give. You've spent it all. You've gone everywhere you thought that you could go. You know, this, this term for better or for worse that's used in weddings is, is used in making a covenant, a commitment to sticking it out. No matter the condition, <laughs> things don't always work out the way that we plan, even with great intentions. And we know that covenant isn't really covenant until it is truly tested. It takes faith to move forward when it seems like everything is holding us back. Verse 27, it said that when she, when she heard about Jesus. There's a lot of other things you've been hearing about. But when you hear about Jesus, it sure starts to change the way that you think. Maybe it just gives you just a glimpse, a glimpse, a spark of hope, a little bit of light to move in the right direction. It says, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. And because she thought, if I could touch his clothes, that I will be healed. If I could just touch him. 
Sometimes it takes cutting through the crowd to get to Christ. Cutting through the crowd to get to Christ. Sometimes it's other people that are standing in the way. They don't even know it. They may be focused on their plan and their miracle and they're missing the miracles that are going on around while you are waiting for yours, somebody else is receiving theirs. And we know that if we study history, we know that because of her condition, she wouldn't have even been allowed near the crowd. Because of the bleeding, she would have been seen as an unclean person. So she would have lived most of her time outside of the crowd. People walking past her, probably disgusted by her. They would make a point to walk around her 12 years. What it must have taken for her to be that desperate. To cut through the crowd to get to Christ. Imagine this. Imagine 12 years. You've spent all you have. You've gotten every doctor. You've searched and you've searched and you feel, you must have felt so alone. And in that place, that glimmer of hope, you hear of a man that does miracles. And you're so desperate that you're willing to come out of your place to see Jesus through a crowd and start to press through. It said that the crowd was so big that everyone was touching Jesus. And this woman would probably had eyes on Jesus. And she thought, if I can just get to him. And as she moved closer to the crowd, people probably looked at her. And disgusted by her. Maybe they got out of the way. Maybe they were murmuring. And she just probably had her head down and looked up at Jesus. Had her head down and looked. If I could just get to him. If I could just get to Jesus. Excuse me. <laughs> If, please pardon me if, if I could just just touch him I, I don't want to I, I don't want to bother him I know he's busy right now but if I could just touch his clothes <laughs> oh he's right there <laughs> can you imagine what that must have been like for her keep pressing in keep pressing on Keeping her eyes on Jesus every time she looked up. All these other eyes. Oh, I feel it right now looking at me. But if I could just get to him. The faith that it must have taken. The desperation. But because of her desperation, she received deliverance. And I love her ability to keep moving forward. Even when the crowd was probably looking against her. Religion would have told her to stay away. It was the Jewish laws that kept her away from the crowd. Many people were kept away or, 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 or from Christ, from relationship, because they were considered unclean. If they weren't Jewish, they were considered unclean. If they weren't living the life the way that they should live their life, they were considered unclean. 
But in the midst of a miracle, you know, Jesus was on his way to heal a 12-year-old girl. But miracles, there were other miracles that were in motion that day. The Lord had his plan. It caught even Christ off guard. He knew. He knew something had changed. It said that he felt the power leave through him. And it was not a word that he spoke. It was a move and the belief. It was the faith of a woman. If she could just move forward and just touch but it was enough to get Christ's attention. It was enough for him to realize to stop everything he was doing for her so that she could be known as a daughter. He called her daughter. I think that was probably greater than the physical miracle, but having the heavenly father, the king of kings and lord of lords call you daughter, son. Somebody's got to make a bigger Kleenex pack. (laughs) (laughs) You're all sons and daughters. You're all sons and daughters. See, the reality is that her miracle changed. Not so much even by her position, but by her perspective. It was the perspective that caused her to change her position from being outside and away from the crowd and seeing herself as unclean to that she could and she deserved to be healed. You deserve to be healed. Those kids that are out there, they're being sold every two minutes, deserve to be healed. They deserve to be rescued. And how will others know that we are his disciples but by our love for one another? We're the church. We have a message. It's the message of the gospel, which means good news. That Jesus came for them and he came for you. But we are also the hands and feet. We are the body of Christ. I know God is already using you. But God wants to use you for an even greater miracle. And I'm not talking about just bikers against trafficking. I'm talking about in your home. I'm talking about the kids in this church. There's a lot of kids that are coming in and things are messy at home. They need someone to say, someone to be a father figure, someone to be a mother, an aunt, a grandma, a grandpa, to stand up for them, to be there for them, to speak life into them and tell them that Jesus loves them. This is verse 29, it says immediately, say immediately. Immediately, immediately her bleeding stopped. Immediately. And she felt in her body that she was freed from suffering. I don't know if you ever felt that feeling when you've touched Christ and you felt that you're just like, you feel this weight lift off you, this burden that you've been carrying for so long on your back. And you just feel, 
this is what it's like. That's Jesus. There it is. Verse 24 says, he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. What? Your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Faith is the key. Faith is the key to freedom. Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the evidence of things hoped for yet not seen. Faith, believing in what you cannot see in the physical. Believing in your heart. Believing in your heart that, that God the Father raised his son from the grave. Believing in your heart that Jesus is more than just a man that came to this earth and did good things. Believing in your heart that by his stripes you have been healed. Believing in your heart the word of God and not into buying into the worries of this world. Believing in hope that is steadfast, secure, and an anchor to your soul. Hebrews 6, 19. Jesus said to her, your faith has healed you. And prayer is powerful. Don't get me wrong. So many times we're relying on, and I am too, relying on the prayers of so many others that pray for me. And Jesus said in Matthew 17, 20, the 21, he says, truly I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, Faith the size of a, a mustard seed. You can say to this mountain, move from here to there. <laughs> Get out the way, okay? Get out the way. <laughs> nothing, say nothing. The scripture says nothing will be impossible for you. What mountain stands in your way right now from your miracle? You don't have to have a big faith. You just got to have a little faith in a big God. Speaking of faith, you know, Coach Rodney works with our kids. He works in the children's ministry. The day that we first met Coach Rodney, we'd come together in our leadership, and every time we'd celebrate wins, you know what his wins were about? What our kids did. I asked Coach Rodney if, if he would share his miracle. He's on a holiday with his bride right now, so take a look at this. Hey everybody, it's me, Coach Rodney. I'm here at the hospital in Abbotsford. I'm recovering pretty good. I'm healing quick. At least I think so. <laughs> but I wanted to share this word courage with you. That no matter how rough the storm can get, you have nothing to worry about. You always make it through the storm. Yeah. No matter how crazy it gets. No matter how many balls you may break, <laughs> no matter how much it hurts, you can always walk out. Mm -hmm. So I want to leave that word with you. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, therefore, 
If anyone is in Christ, anyone, he is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Out with the old and with the new. that guy <laughs> you know Rodney even even though he was rocked he, he's something about Rodney he's just always been solid one of the the things that he never even flinched when it came to forgiveness the thing that happened to us was wasn't an accident actually it was intentional and he forgave he forgave instantly in that moment and I remember when the, the gentleman that had hit him and, and his father had come to our church, the father came on behalf of the son. And I remember he sat right up there. It was on the last song when he, he made his way down and Rodney was sitting here in a wheelchair. It was the first time he just got released. But even before that, I, I heard from one, of our, one of our family members in the house that was in AA that said he knew the father and he said the father was coming I, I remember uh, taking Rodney and Sonia his wife aside and saying hey I understand the sensitivity of this but I just caught word what do you think about that and Rodney didn't hesitate he said well Pastor Matt you know me as long as Jesus is preached I'm happy <laughs> and in the last song I watched as this man came down nobody knew who he was except for me and my host team, our host team. And he walked over to Rodney in tears in his eyes. He shook his hand and he apologized for what his son did. And if that wasn't enough, Rodney's dad happened to be in the service that day too. And if there's any fathers in the house, <laughs> you wouldn't want anything to happen to your son or your daughter. But I watched as he walked over there and the two fathers shook hands and there was forgiveness. There was repentance and there was healing in this house. You see, my, myself and, and Rodney and, and, and Vince, we have a, we have a blood bond. <laughs> We're a band of brothers. We're serving God, and and uh, and together we will continue to ride on purpose for a purpose. As you saw, the first picture was the old bike. The new picture was the new bike. The old is gone. The new has come. And biblically, the blood is God's sign bearing special significance. The blood signifies life has been given and sacrifice. In Leviticus 17.11, it says, For the life of a creation is in the blood. And I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. And it is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. In Hebrews 9 in 11 all the way to 23, it says that it is by the blood of God's covenant that it is ratified 
and officially valid. It says, how much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself, unblemished to God, cleanse our consciousness for acts that would lead us to death, so that we may serve the living God. For this reason, it says in verse 15, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant. Someone say new that those who are called may receive the promise of an eternal inheritance. Now that he has died as a ransom to set free the sins committed under the first covenant. Would you guys stand to your feet? This is the takeaway. With Jesus, we have a blood bond that is unbreakable. With Jesus, we have a blood bond that is unbreakable. The blood of the new covenant. When he did communion with his disciples, he said, take this bread representing my body, but take this wine representing my blood, the blood of the new covenant. The blood poured out for the sins of many. For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world and to set you free. If you're here today and you need to be set free, if you're here today and you've been spent, I want to introduce you to my Savior, Jesus. He's ready to take that weight off you. He says, my yoke is light. He doesn't come with a heavy burden. Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our heart, if we believe in our heart that God the Father raised his son from the grave, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. Just invite him in. Invite him in and watch the miracle maker work a miracle in you. Would you just pray with me? Say this after me. Say, dear Jesus, I'm ready. I'm ready to lay down all the things that are holding me down. I ask for your forgiveness. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I choose now to follow you. I believe that you rose from the grave, that you overcame sin, death, sickness, and disease. I receive you, Jesus, and I receive your healing now. In your name I pray. Amen. Just stay in the moment. It's been a heavy moment since this morning I woke up. But it's been a beautiful moment. With your eyes closed and in this moment, First of all, I'm going to ask you to just admit, if you'd admit, it's just you and I right now and God. If you'd admit to me, first of all, you're in need, or you know of somebody close to you that's in need of a miracle, just lift your hand up right now. Wow. You came to the right place. Put your hand down. 
If you prayed that prayer, which we just prayed right now for the first time, where you're coming back to him and you invited the miracle maker in today, just put your hand up right now. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Miracles are in motion. God's going to continue to do this. Put your hand up again if you needed a miracle. I'm not here to call you out. If you keep your hand up, if you came with one of those people, or if that's somebody, that's a friend of yours, or that's somebody that you'd be willing to go through the crowd, just pray for them right now. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Don't be shy. This is your miracle. You're standing for somebody else's miracle, whether it's your own or it's theirs, it's ours. It's his miracle. He is the miracle maker. He doesn't want us to stand by and just watch. He wants us to participate. So put your hand on that person right now whose hand is up. Put your hand up again. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Nobody's getting missed. Not in this house. Not in this house. Thank you. Lord Jesus, I thank you now as we as we lift your name up high, the name above every other names, the name above sickness, the name above disease, the name above suffering, the name above anxiety, the name above fear, depression, and doubt, as we lift your name up. Lord, we lift your name up, the name above pain, mm, the name above headaches, no, not here, the name of, of soreness, Lord, we lift your name up. Jesus, I ask now that you would just move. Lord, would you just touch them right now by your word. May this become a testimony in this moment as we worship you now, as we come forward now, as we sing now. Touch us now in your name we pray. Amen. Just stay in the moment. We're going to worship here, but we're also going to Open it up for baptism. If you've never heard of baptism, well, you're going to hear about it now. <laughs> we've been, we've been uh, commissioned in this thing called the Great Commission to go into all the world making disciples as followers of Jesus, fully in, all in followers of Jesus, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey His commands. And if you haven't yet been baptized, it is not called the great suggestion, by the way. <laughs> you, you'll never wait for the perfect moment. Uh, that moment is now, by the way. It's if you're willing to just come forward. If you're willing to step in, we've seen healing happen. We've seen breakthrough happen. But here at this church, we don't make it difficult for people that are coming to know God. And the word baptism means to be fully immersed. Fully immersed. Fully immersed. In Romans, it says that when we are baptized, that we are baptized with Christ. When we go in the water, it represents when he went to the grave. And it says that when we come up out of the water, it represents his resurrection, that we are resurrected with Christ. And that's you, and, and, and you'd like to come forward. Just come forward. Don't wait another moment, another day. As it says in Acts, what are you waiting for? Just get up. Be baptized. We got the clothes thing figured out. We got the towel thing figured out. We got the water thing figured out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, let's worship God now. And that's if that's you, you feel compelled. I'll be right there. And so will my bride at some point. <laughs>
Let's worship God. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.